a Shishkin Productions podcast. Things like we spin the lunch wheel. Wow. We have that part. The lunch, the lunch arrives. <laughs> Thrilling shit. The lunch <laughs> arrives. People are going to be head over heels for this. No, no. And then we, like one clip of it spinning and then another clip. The, you know. The lunch the, arrives. Let me finish my How does he start again? You say, hello, what's up, Sizzlers? Something like that. You're the one who Hello, starts. what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome. <laughs> yeah, we're starting just like that. I mean, we can. We just we're, did. We're here. Here we are. We made it. Uh, we are here for episode 69. What better way to start oh, it dude, than it's episode with 69? that rambunctious, rambly method of getting into it, pretending I don't know how to get into it. Boom. Suddenly, here we are. Boom. We made it. Nice. We're here. Um, we're, we, 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 we made it, guys. We're... We're two thirds of the way or more to the Centurion yeah, Lounge. Yeah, only only thirty one more to go. That's this, gonna gonna happen what sometime in September. No one even knows. Oh, September, you said. I think maybe October. I'm not sure. It you could know be what November. else is happening in September? Oh, the wh- fifth year corporate retreat. That's pretty exciting. It's this, coming up. This one's a big one. Let's not talk about it first, though. Okay. Let's plug all of the socials and then we'll get right into it well we're we're on twitter and instagram at sizzle real gang mm-hmm. we're on gmail at we're, sizzle real gang we are we like i like like you'll hear later in this episode <laughs> i we got another email i'm playing it next week yep yep it's weird that you already know what's happening later I, in this I episode just, i planned this one out so well <laughs> i know exactly what's coming up <laughs> um we are uh we no we no longer have a patreon we did away with the patreon i think you can still give us done. money but we're not going to give you anything in return yeah patreon so, is shuttered february is the last it, month it, of the it patreon. was it was a failure we only got two patreonies ever and, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are uh you know what we're still kicking uh do we plug the cold yeah. line the cold line yeah we do yeah okay three three two three 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 4361. Uh, uh. Can you tell we've been doing this for 69 episodes? We, <laughs> we're so we're, fucking clean we're, about it. We're in sync. Um, bah, bah, bah. um look, <laughs> w- before the, what were we talking about before that? I was saying the Patreon was a failure. That's it. Uh, I, okay, here's what I was going to say the Patreon was not a failure. Yeah. The Patreon was the first step in our networking events, in our quarterly networking okay, events. Okay. We learned. Because how did we get to that idea? You know, it's, it was the first draft was the Patreon trying to do Patreon, Patreon happy hours. Where is that money, by the way? The Patreon money? Yeah. <laughs> Where's uh, that money? <laughs> Chris, don't you worry about uh, it's it. Okay. The, uh, the crypto market's tanking. I understand. I put, it, I put it in Ethereum and uh, <laughs> now it's all gone. <laughs> um, no, but it really was, right? Yeah. It's like the first step. And, and now like, well, I guess we can unveil it here. We're thinking the Ides of March. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the next uh, the next networking event. I don't know enough about the Ides of March. It sounds like a bad thing. It's the fifteenth. Oh, but we okay. might do it on the eleventh. We still don't really know. So just we'll figure it know, out next week or sometime down the line. You guys will learn. But if you are in New York and you are in the audio or video industry, or even tangentially related, mm-hmm. email us. Gang at gmail.com. Hell yeah, we'll, we'll put you on the list. Well, yeah, you'll it's actually, it I mean, we had it, we've talked about it on the podcast, but the f- the first one we did was a great success. Smashing success. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think everyone had a good time. Everyone got to drink for free, got to make connections, and yeah, may- maybe this next time it won't be free. We don't know, but maybe it will be. I think it 
should. It, it probably should be, it should but be. we'll have to figure out what, what goes on. Yeah, it just depends on the interest. And I just want to defend uh, having it because, like, you know, in post, you don't really have that many, like, moments where you're just talking to other people. Like, That's you, true. you have that on set all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you're chilling with other people and, like, you can network and there's a lot of downtime. In post, if there's downtime, it's just you, like, listening to a podcast and eating lunch or, yeah. like, you sitting at the computer, you know? It's hard to network with other post-professionals because they're all in the zone doing their own thing. And, yeah. like, what, what are you going to walk over to their their edit bay and, like, bother them in the middle of a cut? I just feel like all of, our, all of our post-networking happens, like, through the internet, through, like, faceless means. It's oh, just yeah. a lot of chatting with people, you Exactly. Know? That's why I'm excited to potentially join the uh, post uh, post the New York Post Alliance or postnewyork.org. Um, that's uh, a, like a New York post production thing. I think we mm-hmm. talked about yeah. this the other day. Yeah, we, but hopefully we can join that because then we can go to some of their uh, their uh, post intelligence gatherings, aka pigs. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Post intelligence gatherings. It sounds like some James Bond shit. It really does, dude. I'm going to get on like the no fly list. I'll be like, I have global entry. They'll be like, you're a part of a pig. I'll be, wow. like, I'll be like, which part? Do I look like a cop to you? Do I look like a hoof? A pig hoof? A pickled pig foot? You ever had a pickled pig foot? I have not. I haven't either, but I heard a lot about I've it. I've had uh, pork rinds. That's mm, the, the fried ones. Yeah, those are actually, yeah. I fuck with them. They're crispy. Yeah. yeah. If it's crispy, I'll bite it, you know? Um, let's talk about the retreat. You know, we teased it a little bit. We're, it's happening. Yeah, it, it's uh, September 28th. To October third, I believe something like that. It's somewhere late September, early October. Five in the, years in the crossover. of Shishkin Productions. Five years of this iteration this of Shishkin iteration. Productions. That is, it, it's unbelievable. Actually, it's kind of crazy. And I mean, I've been a part of it for three years now. Yeah, I would, I would even, yeah, I would say like three, three and a half, three and a half. Probably. Yeah, and we did some random stuff before that. Yeah. One time you came down, we filmed a commercial for your parents' gym. Yeah, I made you. Um, one time I made you uh, go on set with Whistle. So oh, I would that's say that true. maybe even four years. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. Um, no, that's way longer. Yeah. Cause I, I started it after I left whistle. Yeah. I went oh. on set with whistle in like 2014 or 2015. It's got, it'll have to it's probably 2016 okay. because I didn't move to New York until 2015. Okay. Um, but yeah, the retreat it's happening. It's going to be in I'll drum roll and then you can uh, announce it. New Orleans. New Orleans. Nolans. Nolans. It's going to be in Nolans. I'm going to be eating some crawdaddies. Dude, I, that was my best New Orleans accent. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to try. Some po' boys and some crawfish. Dude, I am going to fuck around with some po' boys. If it's oh, not fried, then I ain't going to eat it. Uh, Give me a beignet from Cafe Du Monde. Look, I'm just trying to walk around with a fishbowl around my neck the whole time. Hell yeah. I've never been in New Orleans. Uh, I've been trying to go for a long time. So... My girlfriend's going to be really sad that I'm out having a great time. Yeah. But, and, and you know, you, I don't know if we've ever mentioned her on the pod, so I'm not going to dox her, but I will say her name is the same as a mattress company out there. That's that's so, true. Her name is Purple. Oh. <laughs> her name is Casper. <laughs> um, I uh, fucking uh, I think it's going to be a great time. We booked the Airbnb. We got a um, villa. We got a Okay, sure. Isn't I, that what they called it? Did they call it that? I I know, it's so. got a pool, which is fucking dope. Yeah. Um, and it's close. It's very walkable to the French Quarter, so we'll have a good time. I'm excited to see live music. I'm excited to walk around and drink. Excited to eat some beignets. Dude, I'm going to eat so much. It's, it's going to be good. Have some gumbo. And this one is because this one is like so destination, right? It's like so out of town. Mm-hmm. Like the last one was like a easy train ride. This one is actually a trip. Uh, it's only for the 
the the, the founding core crew. Exactly. You know, the there's, five. there's five of us there's going. five of us. One of us will be on the show in the second segment. That's true. That's true. We're going to crash uh, the boards with them. The other two have been on the show a few before. times before. Uh, I, I think maybe, well, I was going to say there was one time when they were all t- on it together. That hasn't happened yet, though. Mm-mm. Not yet. Mm-mm. We've had we've had two of them on together. But For the 100th episode, that's what we should do, roundtable. We'll bring a fifth mic in. Get an extra you know mic. I mean? That'll yeah. actually be fun. Talk about, cool. talk about the company. Talk about. Talk about. Talk about. Um, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm excited because partially because it's just the core of us like we all get along really well and like i mean we love our freelancers but it's a little bit different you know sometimes bringing freelancers on a trip they're a little bit uh they're less comfortable yeah like paul hollywood would say yeah it's a bit stodgy yeah Uh uh-huh means dry i believe yeah it's this is great british bake-off yeah, that's that's what we're 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 pivoting. <laughs> the company is now becoming a bakery. Uh, I mean, you you start talking about beignets, and we just decided let's make our own. Is beignets a bit stodgy? Can beignets be stodgy? Who knows, dude. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun, right? It'll be a good time. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think, and we we have to think about some group activities. I mean, obviously, there's all the fun stuff to do in New Orleans, but we gotta. You know, like last time we went to Philadelphia and did a, a scavenger hunt around the city. Yeah. That was a, a great little team building. This one, I don't think that we'll be put, pitting teams against each other. I think it would be other. cool to go go-karting. Go-karting would be lit. Yeah, I, you, I was thinking can, about I, that. Can you do that here? Yeah, but I mean, going to New Orleans, going go-karting is more fun. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean? We should we should go out on one of those swamp boats with the, the airboats. Well, I hope we don't hit a manatee. I don't want to hit a manatee. I, I don't think they got manatees over there. That's I mean, yeah, it'd thing. be kind of cool to you know, see some gators or some shit. It would be pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much time to figure it out. It's uh this is the fun part of running the business, you know, is yeah, getting to go yeah. do corporate retreats and like team. It's 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 a fun part of having a creative business. That's true. Cuz I feel like if the business was like accounting or like Yeah, or, or, or even like running a shop, you know what I mean? Like if it was like a a, a store of any sort like a mm-hmm. fucking bodega whatever. Yeah. You, you're not, you guys don't go on a retreat. Yeah, you, know you can't I mean? you can't close down. There, that's fucking, your business. We're uh, we're blessed to to be Hashtag. East Coast uh, coastal elitists. Coastal elitists, that's yeah. us. Um Chris, so this week um Leah adopted a cat. So yeah. I was uh that cat had a lot of fucking Poor health cat. scares or problems so i spent we were he's, supposed to have he's a, gonna be okay y'all w- yeah he's we, gonna be we fine hope. we had uh i spent a giant chunk of wednesday last mm-hmm. week at the vet and i had to miss our social media and finance and whatever else meeting that we had that was like kind of our first real meeting with the entire team that was scheduled for this year and and the leader wasn't here uh, the inspirational leader <laughs> yeah i passed it to amy i said amy you gotta lead this one i'm dealing with this cat yeah, so uh, we didn't really talk finances because you weren't there, so it didn't really make any sense. Uh, we pretty much stuck to just the social media. Damn, I got out of that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I was about to be called out in front of everybody for accidentally spending too much. <laughs> well, now it's just going to be you, me, and Amy. <laughs> Which is even better. Um, yeah, we'll we'll have that meeting next week. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you No, off. it's all good. So the uh, we're trying to grow our social media at Shishkin Productions uh, because... I don't know. Air Vince One apparently has ten point nine thousand followers. I'm gonna oh, find. I'm gonna find out in like twenty minutes. <laughs> I was gonna say, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he actually gets a, a lot of gigs that way. And that's not necessarily how we're trying to get gigs, but I think having an online presence, a social media presence, is really important. And we don't have a whole lot right now. It's yeah. we we try every once in a while. It's and it's 
we have good concepts. It's just a matter of having the time to do it. Like yeah. that's why di- we need that intern. Yeah, that's so. Hey, if you're an uh, uh, someone trying to be an intern, edit videos in New York City. Yeah, we'll pay you if you want to be like a social media creator, whatever mm-hmm. intern. Literally come through. Like it's it's uh it's paid. Yeah, we're and, we're looking. Uh, all you got to do is just make fucking videos. That's literally all I got to do. Mm-hmm. You can use all our gear. You can do whatever. You can use our computers to edit. You can use our podcast studio. You can start your own fucking podcast. Yeah. Literally and, do anything you fucking want. And you you get to hang out with us. We're probably going to buy you lunch all the time. Uh, if you're old it, enough to get drunk, we'll get you drinks. Yeah. The, the world is your oyster. It's it's a fun place to work. I mean, shit, we we do this podcast every week, if that gives you any yeah. idea. Maybe we should be doing social media instead of the podcast. No, fuck that, because then we're not going <laughs> to have fun. Like, this is actually just fun, because it's just bullshit. <clears throat> um, wait, so at this meeting... I missed it. So you got to run down the minutes for me. You're going to give me a little breakdown. Look, I didn't take notes like that because Amy was recording the whole thing on her iPhone because <laughs> 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 we couldn't figure out the screen record. Because yeah. um, last actually last time we tried to record something, it was the last time we hired an intern yeah. and we didn't have any of the audio from from his end. So we were just like, eh, yeah, let's hire him. He, yeah. he, he smiles a lot. I was like, uh, how did how did the interview go? Does he did it check out? She was like, yeah, it was good. I was like, all right, cool. He's, he's in. And you then he, he was a great intern. He was I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm sad he's gone. Yeah, I know. Me too. But basically, I didn't take down minutes, but I did write down some of some of the ideas people had. So Vince started off the meeting and he had four main verticals that he wanted to show off on our social media. Mm-hmm. First was client work. So things that we've edited in the past, like videos for all of our clients, which... Yep. That one's that one's an iffy one. That's an iffy one for me too. Yeah, uh, I mean he's pushing it hard. We'd have to approve. We'd have to just get it approved with yeah. all those clients so we can do that. Exactly. I can already tell you the Intel shit's going to be a no. The Intel is definitely a no. And like we do a lot of internal stuff, and none of that is going to be able to be out there. Mm-hmm. I think we have a chance with maybe soccer stuff, major and league complex. soccer and those complex. Are like the two, right? Yep. And that that's hockey, cool though. Hockey stuff. Yeah, that's cool though because those are some of our best videos. Honestly, like they they look good. They're the most engaging. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. Um, another vertical was continuing tutorials. So on TikTok, yeah. uh, we we're Shishkin Productions, and for a while we were doing TikTok edit tips. That's fallen out of the way since we moved back in like May. Yeah, there's still like 20 or 30 really good ones on there, and we have 10 or 20 more scripts written, ready to go. We just haven't really had the time to execute them. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'm thinking we expand from just uh, edit tips into shooting tips and after effects tips as well. Yeah. I think it's, idea. I think it's time to start growing that yeah. and maybe even this wouldn't be tutorials necessarily, but doing like hands on with cameras, I thought would be a cool thing just cause people, they get engaged by that. Like seeing gear makes people horny right. or something. Um, you mean just showing them like this is how the camera works or yeah, yeah. I mean, or just like reviewing a camera, like what, even if, you know, obviously we have a couple cameras of our own and we can yeah. like show them, say why we like them, what they do well, what they don't do well. Maybe yeah. eventually we rent some cameras if, if there's enough engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, his third vertical is office life. So that's just fun stuff that we do around the office. Mm-hmm. One of them apparently is going to be Chris's tip of the day. Chris's tip of the day. And it, that, I think that's going to go... I think that's going to, starting today, when you're hearing this, it's going to be on the Sizzle Reel 
uh, the Sizzle Reel Gang Instagram account. Just check our story every day. We're gonna have Chris's tip of the day. So, so that's for Sizzle Reel, or is it for Shishkin? It can Productions? go Shishkin Productions okay. if they want to repurpose it, but that's our content, dude. That's not Shishkin Productions content. That's Sizzle Reel Gang <laughs> content. We're starting an internal rivalry. Hell yeah! Sizzle Reel Gang is a shell corp. <laughs> that's kind of wild that you're your own rival at this point. Well, you or know, I guess what? we're our own rival. Yeah, schizophrenia. It's a hell of a thing. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah. Office life. Uh, Chris is, I don't know what my, the tips aren't going to have anything to do with video probably. Yeah. They're just going to be life tips. Exactly. How to live your life. Yeah. You know? Um, wash your, wash your hair every day. Wash your hair every day. Some people say don't wash your hair every day. Yeah. Some well, people say, <laughs> that's why it's Chris's tip. You know, it's whatever Chris wants. It's not what other people want. It's not other people's tip of the day. Um, but yeah, office life. So this includes, and, and Will brought these up, things like spinning the, the lunch wheel. Anytime we oh, spin the lunch wheel, take a little clip of it. And then once we like, take a little clip, take a little clip, take a little clip and see yeah, if it's going to be, if it's going to be. On our Instagram story. That's really nice, actually. Thanks, man. It's, uh, it's from a song, Low Rider. Yeah, I know. I know. Cool. I know. War. War. What's it good for? No, isn't that who's saying Absolutely it? nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is off the rails. So, yeah. Things like we spin the lunch wheel. Wow. We have that part. And then we, we, we arrive. <laughs> you're, you're killing me. The, the lunch arrives. And then... <laughs> <laughs> thrilling shit. The lunch arrives. People are gonna be head over heels for this. No, no, and then we're like basically clamoring for new content. One clip of it spinning, and then another clip. The you know the lunch the, arrives. The, 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 I, the, the I, unboxing. I it's unboxing. <laughs> let, let me finish. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, then also things like Bina. So we have this game yes. at the office called Bina. It's basically uh, like finger soccer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, it is. So you know that was one of Will's ideas, and uh, I don't know the other shit. I don't know office life, just dumb shit that we do around the office. I think these are great. Yeah, I honestly think these are great. And then his fourth promo, the lunch uh, arrives, is my favorite. It's my favorite shot. His, his fourth vertical was uh, podcast promos and behind the scenes. Um, I love all of these verticals. Again, I think what it just comes down to is that we don't have anyone to fucking make the shit. Well, so we can we can talk about it all day how much we all love it. But I know, I know. I that's mean, that, why we got to get that paid intern. Well, that's actually what I like. How I was approaching things is th- these are all great ideas. How are we going to execute it? And I did suggest that we have a social media intern. I also think that we need to have a calendar that has like. The, yeah, like a post calendar. Exactly. Like not, you know what I mean? Like a, a post posting, posting, yeah. posting calendar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to, to kind of force us to commit to it. And I was thinking, you know, we just got in on Slack and we've been using it pretty for regularly, actually. So mm-hmm. I think we need to have a social media Slack channel just so anytime we're like every day when we post something, we kind of hit up the Slack to let everyone know, hey, this is posted. If you want to retweet it or like it or, you know, just mm-hmm. give it some engagement, that'll help us a lot. So... You know, just getting hey, the, getting you know the team all on the same page. It's the start of a of a great journey. It's the start of a great journey. Great uh, journey. We'll 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 make it happen. Um, so that was basically the social media meeting recap. Yeah. Or is there more? No, I think I think that's about it. There's a, like a lot of small things. All the small things. All of them. Um. So I mean, things like when we're promoting the podcast, that would be the audiograms, and we've actually already made a few of them, and I think they're going to start posting soon. Hell yeah. Um. I need to start posting them on uh, Sizzle Reels Instagram. I'm the worst at maintaining the Instagram. Uh, I've maintained the Twitter fairly well. I 
I, I mean, followed I, editors. I, I'm logged uh, into Sizzle Reel, and I, I haven't even done anything to with the Instagram. It. I, th- I think I, I thought oh, it was. So you're the one who's managing it. No, I'm not. I'm not managing so it. I guess we'll see. I think I just logged into it one time. Um, okay, let's fucking get through the rest of the segment oh because the second segment's so much better. Um, yeah, this was this was, <laughs> <great>. <laughs> this was so bad. Uh, rounds of sound. We're filming. We're it's coming back. It's coming back. Hell we're yeah. going to be recording a shitload of it. We have season three. Season three is coming uh, February third. It kicks off. That's my birthday. That's when it kicks off. Um, so yeah, we're recording. Uh, this week, we've got one, two, three, four bands coming on. Then the next week, we've got two more or th- three more bands coming on. So we're we're really uh, making headway. But um, if you're in a band and you hear this, or if you know anyone who's in a band and you want them on. And if you're not a white guy, because I think we'll, we've, we've hit our, our white guy quota. We've hit our white guy cap. Yeah. Um, so we're looking for, like, uh, not white guys, right. basically. White lady? Come Literally, on in. you know, anything but a white guy. Um. That's it. That's really all the requirement is right now. And the music's got to be, I mean, the music's got to be good, of course, but that goes without saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what we'll be doing this week. A lot of fucking podcast recording. A lot of podcast stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm finishing a couple projects, like actually uh, like sending it off to color and sound and conforming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there might be a, a free day or two in here. Maybe we fucking can start on this social crossed. media. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Every time this happens, something comes up. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's do this. Let's let's run over to a break real quick, and then uh, when we run back from the break, we'll have uh, our buddy Air Vince One on to Ooh, crash the board. Spoiler: I'm a, I think I might I might do a joke. I might call him the Round Mound of Rebound. Wow! Wow! And lead into like a meatball thing. That's actually that's a good idea. I can't let's, wait. I can't wait to see. Yeah, how let's that. see if it works. Look, we've been doing the show for a while, and Wandering Barman... Wandering Barman? They are one of our premier sponsors. They're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails, and they're pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7... Five dollar cocktails. So if you want an old fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, five dollars. If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, five dollars. And if you want a diet Pepsi, I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Oh. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at three fifteen Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, five to seven. They're open every day. Wandering Barman, woo! Welcome back, Sizzlers. We are here with a very special guest. The one and only. Vincenzo Alvarado. Air Vince One, baby. Air Vince freaking One. And you know what? He's joining us to crash some boards. It's been Mm -hmm. a little bit. Charles Barkley up in here. That's right. It's the segment, the round mound of rebound. That's also Vince's nickname. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Vince can't rebound. It's more of a lockdown D. He's like a Pat Bev type. My dog does. My dog's name is Charles Barkley. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, congratulations, by the way, on the new dog. Yeah. I totally forgot to mention that. <laughs> Thanks. It's, uh, it's a Great Dane, I believe, right? No, it's from Ikea. Oh, to put it together himself. <laughs> Word. Swedish meatball. Um, The Swedish meatball of rebound. Uh, I was going to say, this segment... It's always my favorite because it's the one that we put together last minute. Yeah, yeah. This is always the one where it's like, you know what? Every six weeks... Maybe less. 
We have this cop out segment and I love it. <laughs> it it's OK. Sometimes sometimes life goes a little bit too fast and you don't have time to research. And it's true. you do five minutes worth right before. Yeah, I feel like this happened last week, too. It's so <laughs> weird. And the week before. Well, it's so weird. Um, you guys know how the segment works. We go online. We find some uh, questions off message boards and then we crash the boards. We read those questions. We answer them. Yep. Um, so let's just jump into events. Our esteemed guest. Why don't you start us off? Okay, the first question is, do I mention where it's from? It's live. Yeah, go for it. Uh, this is from Reddit, uh, our cinematography. Uh, this is titled Closed Off Circles. <clears throat> and I'm gonna about to read the little anecdotic question. Um, first, a little background. I'm 21 years old, been shooting and editing in my family business for the past five years. They always have uh, small scale projects and I've never been on a real set until recently. What I noticed from talking to people and researching online is big DPs have a set crew. They want to be working with the same people. Their circle is really closed off. And I totally understand that I want to work with people I trust too. What I've always been wondering is how do I get in these circles and work with people who make quality stuff? That it? Yes. Man, that's a tough one, right? Like it is. it's true. The circles are closed off. I'm sure you've run into that before, right? Like, I don't know. Have you, what, have you experienced that? Yes, but I've also found ways to kind of break into the circles and make my own circles, so to yeah. speak. I feel like uh, that's kind of the key, right? You just have to keep, I don't, I don't even know. I would say just keep making yourself available until you get a chance, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is part of the reason that I never like made it as a cinematographer partially because I didn't pursue it the right way. Like I didn't grind for it because I didn't, it's not really what I wanted to do. I just thought it would be cool, but yeah. it, like it is who you know in this industry. And I guess the best way like is to start at very small positions. Like even if you're a pretty good DP, maybe you start out as a PA on a few gigs just to like start Get to know the people. Exactly. And you can build that level of trust. I mean, if, and if then you, maybe if like a smaller gig comes along, they call you and go, Hey, I know you wanted to do this. Yeah. But again, I just think you have to over communicate that you want to do that because yeah. people aren't going to, you're not going to be front of mind unless like, Cause they're always going to see you as a PA. They're mm -hmm. going to be like, Oh, that's a PA. It's like, same thing. If you're an assistant editor, people are going to see you as an assistant editor. You, you have to like be telling them, Hey, uh, you know, I really want to be a colorist. So if you have any small jobs with color, pass them my way or whatever. I yeah. I just talk, talk to the people you're working with constantly about maybe the projects that you've been working on you know, whatever side hustles you have going on and like try to, you know, ask them for advice, you know, get in their ear or whatever. And just constant, like just be on don't be annoying but kind of be annoying like just make be sure be there be front of mind exactly uh, i don't know what have mm -hmm. you found what have you found so what i've real well, what i've done right because my background is i didn't go to film school i went to school for pr marketing so me freelancing for the past two and a half years i'm still relatively new to this industry but what's worked for me in terms of getting into these circles and making my own is a uh, one word and it's money uh, I've gotten really big projects and I pay other people. I pay, I find these people and I pay them. And then that's how I make my own circle because then if the chemistry is right and the project's right and everyone's getting paid mm -hmm. and we do a good job, that mm -hmm. just gets everyone excited to keep working together again. But I think the question that this person's asking is how do you even get to that point where the budgets yeah. are high enough? Sometimes, yeah, you, you start off small and you just make sure your talent level is there where you're able to get bigger projects. But also you kind of have to just 
take whatever you can get. And then if someone needs a big quality project, fuck it, say yes. I yeah. mean, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? They'll never hire you again. Yeah. You'll do a shit job. And if that's the case, you'll learn. Yeah. Maybe your reputation is messed up with whoever the client was or whatever, but they gave you a budget. And if they're going to give you a budget, that's when you hire other people around you who are number one, going to teach you how to do stuff you may not know. And number two, if everything works out, they're going to be the ones that are going to open the doors for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to me. I've been on a bunch of projects um, where I've had big budgets and I would hire a gaffer. I would hire a sound person. I would hire DPs, ACs or whatnot. Number one, I'm meeting these people. They're working with me because I'm paying them. And if all goes well, they're like, yo, Vince, I got this other gig. Yo, you want to direct? You want to produce? You want to AC? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the chemistry just builds from there. And then instead of trying to break into a circle, I got my own circle. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good alternative, right? Is build your own. This, um, this may be a little bit of a cop out, but also if you have good gear, you're probably more likely to get hired. That's absolutely. It's, and like, maybe that's not great advice for a 21 year old who probably doesn't have a lot of money saved up, but like. I don't know. If you have an RE, people will hire you. Exactly. You know? Like sometimes maybe you have to take a loan to bet on yourself, you know, invest in yourself and and work that off. Because, I mean, even as an editor, I've done that with all the plugins that I've paid for, all the fucking MacBook Pros that I bought. Yeah. Like none of it's cheap. You just have to, you, you buy the, the gear, but you have to use it. Like I mean, you have to commit to getting money off. I'm of sure it. I've told the story on here before where like it was my first ever Intel project or one of my first like traveling Intel projects. And, uh, I didn't have a computer and I was going to get a MacBook pro, but I just didn't have the money. And then, uh, Tyler convinced me to, uh, open a Apple credit card. He was like, just do the Apple credit card. That mm-hmm. way you'll get the laptops. So you'd be able to like take the gig on and do that. That relationship, uh, now has been going on for eight years, I think, with yep. Intel. And yep. it's all because I fucking took that chance to like get that, you know what I mean? And you still have that Apple card. I still have that <laughs> Apple card, which is no longer, uh, actually, it was a Barclay card. Now it's like a MasterCard, and it has no connection to Apple at all anymore. Like, they completely switched it. So I'm <laughs> nice. like, now what do I do with this fucking thing? The interest rates are trash. They don't have a high credit line. It's trash. Yeah. Um, and I'd also say, I mean, yeah, I mean, gear, it, there's this whole cliche that I've seen in the whole DP cinematographer world. That they're like, oh, gear doesn't matter. You know, it's it's a tool and, you know, it doesn't matter the lens or the body like my iPhone, you know, your iPhone's your most important tool, your camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that when it comes to story and just learning the basics. But like no one's going to fucking hire you to film something with an iPhone unless that's exactly what they need. Right. So yep. like if money's tight, buy older body cameras which are affordable or like whatever job you're doing because if you're 21 hopefully you are working you save up and you grind out and you bet on yourself because if you're not going to actually buy gear and like bet on yourself then it's just not worth jumping in yeah it's just not worth it i think you're right about the iphone thing because a lot of people will say that they'd be like oh it's about the story it's like yeah i get that but you're not being hired to tell the story you're being hired to shoot exactly even if you watch those shot on an iphone commercials if you look at like the behind the scenes of how they do it yeah yeah, the iphone is only a thousand dollars but they're using twenty thousand dollars of equipment around it crew yeah to like help tell it you know also like you know people will be like oh oh, who's it was it sondheim no not sondheim Sondheim's a fucking musical guy. I got musicals on the brain. Yeah. Uh, Soderbergh. Oh. Different Stevens, you know? Mm-hmm. Soderbergh films like, he. there's like, oh, well, Soderbergh's on features on iPhones. And it's like, well, yeah, that that's cool, but it's almost like, 
That's because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's, it's because I mean? he's mastered it's everything else. It's not, it's not else, like Soderbergh yeah. doesn't have access to do movies in a different way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, oh, well, that chef like cooked this dish using an air fryer. And yeah. raviolis. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because they wanted to. It's not like yeah. that's all yeah. they know how to use. You know what I'm saying? And, and it does suck that, like, you know, there is a barrier entry um, for people in the kind of film world because, you know, we need we need this equipment. It's expensive yeah. and it's expensive because it's a niche. So, like, only certain people are going to buy it, and that's why things are so high. And also, like, it's expensive to make shit, right? But, I mean, you got to bet on yourself. Like, I've done that so many times where I'm at B&H about to uh, swipe my card, and I'm like, holy fuck, do I really, am I really going to do this right now? Like, Mm -hmm. when I first jumped in, I dropped, like, 10K. Yeah. And that was, like, the most amount of money I spent on anything that wasn't a vacation. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm really going to do this video shit. Like, I'm really here gonna swipe this card and i needed to do it because if i didn't do it then i wouldn't be here and now i'm on projects where i take that money and i could buy a new camera if i wanted to with just that one project exactly. right so That's like exactly it. uh exactly you got to shoot your shot and if you do fuck up literally i mean you know that's where you learn that's when you learn when you fuck up um now is it scary to like kind of jump like i did where i didn't have a job fuck yeah but again it's like how much of a gamble are you really in the roll of dice you know yeah, yeah. I and mean, you 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 kind of built yourself a safety net though you know what i mean because if you say it went to shit and like you just couldn't do it you could always with your previous experience just yeah. find yeah, just another go, job yeah. doing yeah. it you know i do another so. desk job and yeah. just hate myself yeah um yeah. all right well uh, i think that was a great one to start with um let me jump into mine here this person writes the user is ccaves0127. They write, uh, want to pursue editing as a career, but worried about lack of creative fulfillment. Uh, they said, I'm primarily an editor amongst being involved in almost every other aspect of filmmaking. And while I don't make a living exclusively via editing, I have made money consistently editing. I'm currently in my penultimate semester for my film production degree. Uh, then they go on to say that they've edited a lot of stuff like podcasts, shorts, uh, both narrative and docs. 30 minute doc pieces, trailers, event coverage, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they said they recently came back from LA where everyone said you have to focus on one thing, which I heard a lot when I first moved there too. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You have to focus on one thing. Yep. Um, they said they've got lots of experience. They're good at it. They're fast and they get some level of creative fulfillment from it. But there's been times when they're being insanely micromanaged with someone telling me, this is funny. They go with someone telling me literally cut out 620 to 628. And it's like, yeah, that's that's, that's the, the job, job right? Yeah. Um, so I guess what they're saying is, and then they write, if you're going to be so specific, why even hire an editor? Which is the funniest way to look at it, because that's literally what editing is. But yeah, this person seems like they're not going to get any creative fulfillment out of it. They say, how often would you say you guys actually get to make editing choices yourself on projects? I'll I'll let you guys answer this one. Uh, I mean, it's weird. Like the first, it really depends on the project. I'd say maybe like. I don't know, 30% of the projects I work on, I have like strong creative control of it. And 70% of it, it's like, well, it's already scripted out and I'm just kind of a, an edit monkey. Like that's what yeah. I've been doing this past week. I, uh, you know, I had this project where it was already laid out for me on a paper edit. Like it's just like a three cam shoot. It's just a conversation. And they wrote out the paper edit for me. I just, followed it exactly and then they said to cut these things and then i followed it exactly yeah. so really that it was like mindless and there was no creative fulfillment in it at all but also sometimes i'll get you know like trailers or, or sizzle reels from places like complex where 
they kind of they know our reputation at this point mm-hmm. and they basically so, some of the producers will be like just make it make it dope and so, uh, for do, some, your, do your thing exactly for some people that can be frustrating because they're like well i need guidance but if you if you like the creative freedom it's pretty yeah. cool because usually you make something that you really enjoy and usually your client enjoys it too mm-hmm. um what about you vince y- yeah i mean I, I agree it depends on the project and who's paying you um you know, I've been in situations where, yeah, I'm just getting specific instructions and those jobs. I mean, it may not be creative fulfillment, but it is financial fulfillment because that means it's less brain power on my end where I'm being yeah. I have a paper edit and I know exactly what I got to do. Yep. And then that leaves more room for me to do creative shit. Right. Because yeah. my schedule is more free and I got paid. Um, so I kind of see like a half glass full type shit where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, give me, you know, give me all the mindless shit because then that means I'm going to have time to do creative stuff. And then again, it's the flip side where it's like, Hey, you know, I asked them what they need and they're like, Hey, just, we like what you do. Just, just do that. We want that. And then that's cool because I do get to add a creative twist and I'm holding the client liable now, accountable now, right? because it's like, okay, if I have freedom to do what I want, then there shouldn't be a lot of notes because you specifically told me I could do what I want. Yeah. And that makes things easier. And then when they love it, even sometimes when I'm in a creative rut and I may not put my spin on it and I just do it because I need to, they also think it's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, shit. All right. I'll take it. That's cool. Cause that usually means they love their concept. Yeah. You know, they exactly. don't need you to dress it up nicely for them. Yeah. Or maybe they don't even realize that, you know, I, from, cause as an artist, I guess perspective, like I may not like the, what I produce, but if they love it, then that's all that matters. Right. Yeah, because they're the exactly. one paying me. Yeah. That's their um, video. But I think with anything in any job, you know, especially ones that are glamorized, like video production or even advertising for say, right. Like there is that facade of like, Oh, we're making cool shit and it's fun and it's awesome, but it's also work as well. Right. Yeah. So yep. no I matter, think that's all creative jobs. Yeah. No matter what job you have, you're always going to be, not fully a hundred percent creatively fulfilled unless it's only your stuff that you're doing mm-hmm. period. And that means you're just wealthy as fuck and you just got time to do shit. Right. But yeah. like you just have to kind of navigate with your brain to say, okay, this is work. This is fun. And sometimes you could blend in the two and sometimes you can, if you can't, well, guess what? That's why it's called a job. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always said that for me, like filmmaking is my job. Audio shit is my passion. Like I like doing music. I like doing podcasts. That's what I do for fun to get away from, the grind of making videos. But I think this user here, C caves, Oh, one, two, seven. I think they're onto something. I think it's really, really key that this person who was in their penultimate semester of their film production degree is realizing that because that is fucking awesome. Like I I can't stress enough how many people don't even get to this point of thinking about this until they're like a few years in. They're like, wait, so that's all this is like, fuck man, I don't even want to edit. And it's like, yeah, that that is most. That's a lot of it. That's a yeah. lot of what it is. It but is. And it goes like that. Like you were just saying, it goes like that for every single job in the industry. Yep. So like, if you're gonna shoot, you're gonna have to like, yeah, you, you might spend have some, more more time setting up and breaking down than actually shooting. Yeah, and you might have some creative control, but that's only when you're at a, a level where you and the director are like tight and mm-hmm. like you're. If you're just coming on to cam up, you're doing what you're told. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just how it is at the beginning. But the fact that this person can see that like sitting there and editing is not for them. That's 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 good that they recognize that because it's literally being told what to do. Like 
it, that's why I laughed when I read it because they were calling out cut from 620 to 628 and it's like I yeah. I like that note. I, mm-hmm. I think that note's a good note. That's you a know? note for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems like this person really has a passion for this and they want to make films. So my advice is, you know, take on those edit jobs when you need cash and you think it's going to be an, a client who you'll click with and it's not going to be that much like back and forth for you and you're not going to get frustrated. But also go and like do do you like make films on your own and actually fuck it apply for director jobs why not apply for gigs where you're gonna get to direct shit if you don't get it you don't get it big deal but like it seems like this person wants to have creative control and they want to direct yeah. i'm actually going to keep this pulled up and i'm going to respond to it like next week or and i'll plug the podcast too i'll be like yo we responded to your question <laughs> um chris why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us into the next one here all right um all i'm gonna Take this one from some burner account on Reddit on editors. Favorite feeling as an editor. And this is tagged with humor, but you know, we can take it seriously yeah. too. They say they, their favorite feeling as an editor is being on a shitty job with a shitty client with completely unrealist, unrealistic expectations. You have another job booked for next week though. So you have to prep this thing for handover to another editor they've booked. So basically they're saying getting off of a shitty project that they know is not going the right way. Yeah. Um, and like the relief of walking out of that is, it's just great. And like, I mean, I've been there before too. Um, there is a saying, right? Well, I don't remember what philosophy it is, but it's something like, uh, happiness is merely relief. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. all all happiness is just relief. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like the Dennis Leary happiness is a a puff of a cigarette or a bite of a cookie. Like it's right. it's fleeting moments. Fleeting, yeah. yeah. Um, what 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 were you thinking about that? Like, what's your kind of <laughs> moment or whatever? Well, yeah, I like one of these top answers as like an actual answer. They they said when they're stuck for a while and then they solve one section and everything starts coming together and they can't stop because like they feel good about the direction. They're the like zone. Yeah, yeah, in the zone. Exactly. And that's an amazing feeling. But for me, and maybe it's because I just did this before we started recording. It's handing off finals like, yeah, feel that final delivery. Yeah. And not and not handing off a shitty project to a different editor, but like starting the project yourself and seeing it the whole way through and then wrapping up and having the client be happy with it. Like that's kind of why we do it. Right. I mean, because that means they they're going to come back to us again for more money and like if it was a smooth <laughs> for more money for more money dude, i mean big facts. so clear <laughs> i want to be clear with you motherfuckers for the money that's why it's happening look i'm, 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 I'm a professional i um i think my favorite feeling is when you send off like when you put a bunch of time into your v1 that you because i don't know this is just how i operate i'm the kind of editor i've mentioned it before on this mm-hmm. i like to make my v1 like dope like i like yeah. to go all the way with it and i like to ask the producer just give me a couple extra days and v1's actually going to be fucking dope like it, mm-hmm. it'll have sound mixed it'll have all the angles cut it'll have graphics it'll look cool um i like sending that v1 off i like when i receive the email back that says like this is it like this is this is headed all, all the way in the right direction there's a couple small notes uh, as always right but i like when my v1 vision coincides with the producer director's vision mm-hmm. and like i didn't have to be handheld and spoon fed the point of the piece that's what i really like well and know? there's there's probably some creative fulfillment in there like yeah, you're talking facts. Mm-hmm. that's exactly it yeah what about you favorite uh was it favorite yeah, i mean moment? i i mean i agree with 
all the sensations that you all mess. <laughs> all of our sensations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I like to, you know, I, I plan out my projects and it, it's just a really good feeling when I check something off my list. Like I have them like pen and pad and I just cross it off. And I'm like, okay, I'm done with this version or I'm done and the project's completely uh, finished. But I think what's really cool, and this is not uh, something that I expect, um, but it's, it's, it's cool when it happens is when like a client or like, you know, producer director, like would actually hit me up like directly. Yeah. And it's to the point where like, oh shit, do I need to do more revisions or, oh, did I fuck up? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, I love this cut. Yo, it's so dope. Like, it's exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much. Or like an email with everyone CC'd. Oh my God, like, this is so great. You know, yeah. even better than what we thought. It's like just the praise of like, they got what they wanted and yeah. it came out better than what they thought. Right. Like that's yeah. like huge because not only did I do my job, but I did it well enough because it wasn't my idea. It wasn't yeah. my creative project, but I did it well enough that it was better than what they thought it and could it's, be. It's also them recognizing your, uh, like your, the, the effort you put in mm-hmm. and the time you yeah, put yeah, in. Yeah. And like you said, when they see, see everyone, that's really cool. Cause that's them publicly shouting you out. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. the whole team know like, yo, this person crushed it. Yeah. So like, that's, that's a cool feeling. I mean, and I would just add in there like a feeling that's not so great, but that some people may or may not agree with is when someone like bigs me up like to a new client or like a referral. And then I get kind of scared because I'm like, Oh shit. Like now I have to live up to this. Oh, Oh, now I gotta like live up to this. Damn. There's like a pressure to it. That's not a great feeling, but to them it's cool. Cause it's like, no, no, this guy's Vince. Like, yo, he's so dope. Like he has this energy and this vision and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, I have this pressure on me now. It doesn't help. And I like working under pressure, but not that kind of pressure, you know? So I guess it depends on the level of praise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always cool to be like getting a shout out, like, yo, thank you so much. This is awesome or whatever. Like it's cool. So you like the shout out and the recognition. I like the creative match when people agree with my vision yeah and you like being done with the fucking projects <laughs> well, no, kind of kind of on the same line yeah. i mean it's a feeling of, of like completion of like i saw this all the way yeah. through it's not yeah. just being done even though being done is nice uh, also on the also on those same lines um vince is like when a client hits you up for a new project like because you've done good work for them in the past like that always makes me feel good when someone thinks of me and you know it's like oh you want us to edit it fuck yeah of course like yeah. uh, you know that mean that's a validation of my my past work yeah oh another good feeling is if let's say if it's a client that you didn't enjoy working with or a project that you thought was shitty and you're like thank god i finished it but then they're hitting you up and they're like almost begging you to do more work for them because yeah. now it's like that oh, happens yeah. Oh, yeah. oh oh you want to keep working now after all the hell you put me through mm-hmm. oh you need me now oh you're gonna <laughs> pay me more <laughs> oh. yeah. and then the juicy part is if you don't need the income you'd be like nah I'm booked yeah yep. yeah that's always a good it's a good burn that's that's good with uh with corporate shit too it's a good burn like, it's like oh 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 you want me oh oh you want to do that shit again nah I'm, right. <laughs> I'm good no Vince we really need you I'm like turning down a client to, is Vince's favorite thing you're gonna have to how, go with somebody else that's how that's how it was trying to get Vince on the podcast we're like Vince we need you <laughs> that's true last time you were on it was so good yeah pay me for Vince my is, time Vince is the first guest who's getting paid to be here right? that's yeah. true I'm getting Vince, point zero two ETH. He's getting 0.02 ETH directly from Chris's wallet. Oh, I should have told you about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I siphoned that from you. Well, Don't worry, here's it's, the it's thing. on sale. So it, it, it was like three ETH in gas fees. So yeah. so we're, now, he now said he paid for that. It was okay. lazy, lazy mint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go around the circle one more time, and let's we'll we'll keep it kind of quick this time. Yeah, yeah. Vince, what do you got? All right. 
the the title is show reel for people that shoot in a range of aspect ratios and i'm currently in the process of eventually doing my new reel which i'm pretty stoked about so it says i shoot content for distribution across different platforms some of it's 16 by 9 wide some of it's 1 1 and 9 by 16 vertical how do you approach a show reel using different aspect ratios do you put all the content in one show reel separate them by ratios if it's the first option do you just leave dead space in between uh to fill with something else how how would you approach this um i have an answer do you want to go first though because uh, you're working on your reel anyways my answer is make two different show reels honestly wow. Um, I, unless you're going to fill in the gaps in the vertical ones with like other vertical videos and have like three side by side, mm-hmm. I would just do two because obviously one, if it's going to be vertical video, it's for specific platforms. Right. And if you're going to put that, yeah. share that, share that on social media. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the wide version, share it on your site or your Vimeo or whatever. And maybe that's the one that goes to whoever wants to work with you, but why not have two? And then yeah. you have more of a reason to have more footage there. And you decide on which one you want to share to who. It kind of makes sense. I mean, you have a social reel and you have like a full reel, right? Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, you, Chris, you know how I approach it. I mean, why, why don't you answer it and then I'll go last? Uh, well, it's weird because this is for like a, a DP show reel, right? Or a cinematographer show Just reel. anyone. I, I don't know. It's, I think it's. Cause c- cinematographers, a lot of the time they don't, their reels are just very basic. They're just like shots of something they they shot and mm. it lasts for like two or three minutes and it's there's not a lot to it single um, shot for two and three minutes yeah, like, well, <laughs> not, 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 not a single but it's just like i'm just messing with it's you. not like the cuts aren't motivated right. by the music like you're right you're, it's more about seeing the scene exactly exactly um i mean for me it's weird though because i feel like anytime you are putting out a vertical video you probably shot it horizontal like you've shot it a normal aspect ratio like typically at, at least for us, anything we work on that's social content, it's always shot 16 by 9, mm-hmm. and then we make it vertical. Confident. So, I mean, I would say get the footage that you originally shot and use that. But, I mean, the way that we do it yeah. is we typically, like, make it look good with After Effects. Like, we yeah. we create frames for it, or we find good ways to integrate it, or we just don't use it at all, to be honest. The the way, yeah, so that's what I was going to say, is the way that I like to use them, I like to combine the aspect ratios. I want to see 9 by 16 in the same reel as 16 by 9. I mm-hmm. want to see vertical and horizontal together. And the way that I usually do it is, I, I'll acknowledge that that was created for social, so I'll usually make some sort of graphic approach to it that features like the Instagram user interface mm-hmm. or, a, or a phone or something that like changes the aspect ratio for the viewer. Right. So yes, it's still technically 16 by nine, but it's not just black empty space around it. It's like going to have like some, you know, some thumbs up or some hearts popping up and yep. like the, you'll see the screen like flip and it'll exactly. be like, it'll look like you're on Instagram and like the comments will start populating. So I, I, I take like a very effects heavy, like approach to it, like a motion graphics heavy approach yeah. to making the other aspect ratio feel natural. Well, and I think that's that's the best presentation. Personally, I know for a lot of people that's not realistic just because they don't have the technical skill set. Yeah, yeah. But that that is the best way to up level your reel and and impress clients. That right yeah. there shows the difference between like the two different types of of reels. Because like 
you're right i think vince from a cinem- cinematographer perspective you should have two different reels totally yeah. yeah like for me for from an editor's perspective i'm like your goal is to solve like your job is literally to solve problems in post so yep. you need to be able to put these two things together yep if you're an editor and you're showing off two different reels just because the aspect ratios are different then you're not an editor yeah 100 you know what i mean that's just how it is um the way that this flows into this next question is perfect because this question is also basically about aspect ratios um i'm gonna read it and we we don't have to actually answer the question they have um because it's more of a technical gear question but i wanted to talk about aspect ratios uh so this was posted by a user named ari bowers they say shooting vertical on a gimbal we have a project that requires vertical video on a sony a7 III. we're using a gimbal but it doesn't want to balance the camera when we rotate at 90 degrees and they'd prefer not to shoot it horizontal and crop it. They'd rather shoot it completely vertical with the camera rotated 90 degrees. So this was more of a, an open question. Like Vince, how much content do you work on where like the ask is primarily a vertical video? Like, do you, do you shoot like turn sideways sometimes or no? So I got an L bracket thinking that I, that would be the case. Um, but it's never been the case because a lot of times clients, they want to save money. So they're like, oh, shoot horizontal and then we'll crop in, which technically, you know, if it's, you know, it's going to be vertical, you want to shoot, but again, it's going to be extra time on set. It's going to be more takes and it's going to be more footage. So it's just going to be more work. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the client's like, ah, shoot it horizontal. We'll crop it in. Now, a lot of times that is bad. Like I know in advertising world, we'd get like spots and we'd have to like crop it and it just looks garbage. Um, So I don't really get that request, but if I were to, I mean, yes, on set, you need to have the certain gear to flip your camera. And if it's a gimbal, they have L brackets for gimbals. But you, so you, you still find yourself shooting mostly horizontal all the time, all the time. I know Chris, you hate uh, re cutting stuff. That's mostly horizontal that, yeah, to fit into those, verticals not even squares like full vertical yeah well it's weird because i it drives me crazy but only because it wasn't shot with with that framing in, in mind. mind i i would still personally prefer to work with horizontal video and and make it vertical like crop it like vince was saying but i i need them to shoot it with vertical in mind like right. whether, whether it's an overlay on the screen and the camera so that they know like what the focus mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. or just making sure to always keep your subject centered yeah. you know shooting 4k whatever 6k anything to make sure that i have all the extra room to work with because like if you if you give me vertical videos or if you shoot vertically on a camera like it's going to import into premiere still horizontal i'm going to have to flip all of them 90 degree or whatever and just like it it's just extra I don't know. It's going to look stupid either way. So yeah, just shoot it, shoot it the right way. And then I'll, I'll make it look good in post. Yeah. It's it, so much of it depends on what the project is. Right. Cause yeah. there's only, there's certain times when you just don't have two takes at something, you know, I, um, f- for me, uh, I remember we worked one time on a project with germ, our buddy germ Cohen, and it was for foot locker. And oh, yeah. those were filmed he actually filmed them vertically. He turned the camera and filmed them uh, vertically. Yeah. And I was, that was the first time I ever really worked with vertical footage, you know, worked with vertical photos all the time, but vertical footage. And I was like, you know, this actually looks like way better. I'm glad that he did this because the primary way, the primary deliverable was those. There were no, nothing else was requested. It was those. So it's like, this is great. I actually really liked it for me in the future. 
if there is an idea of a social deliverable that will only be in that aspect, yeah, I would love for someone yeah, to shoot just film sideways. It. Film it that way. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris, you want to wrap it up here for us? Yeah, this one, uh, I think this one's a pretty quick one, but, you know, money bags over here. How do you politely pass on jobs because of the rate? The title says it all. I have a job offer and the rate is too low for me. Normally I would pass and recommend someone else, but at this stage, I don't know any editors that would take a low rate either. Just wondering how to politely phrase that. Um, I mean, I personally think it's straightforward. You say, sorry, I'm going to have to pass on this one because it's a little bit below my rate, but I would... Uh, thank you for keeping me in mind, and I'd love to work with you on future projects. You know, when when the budget is right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That sounds like a pretty great way to phrase it. I see why they're having trouble though, because you know I, maybe this is a past client or something, right? And they're yeah. like, this time the job is too low. But then you'd probably have even more comfort talking to them about that. Um, I think it'd probably be worse if like you've worked with a, a client for a long time with an established rate, and then you have to bump your rate, and you have to yeah explain that yeah what would what, 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 what's your thought on it i mean it's the same thing you know depending on the relationship normally i'd be like hey you know unfortunately um i have too many projects that are that are uh, meeting my uh my current rate now so i don't have any room uh, to take this and yeah. if they ask for recos i'm like unfortunately i don't know any other editors who are able to accommodate this rate either um but please reach out once your budget's much higher and then i'll be glad to either um, work something in the schedule or refer you to someone, someone else. Yeah. And if then they ask why it's like, well, you know, it's been a year since I've worked with you and that's a year of experience that I do have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like my time and energy is a lot more valuable, uh, now than it was then. Um, and if they try to, or depending on how they ask, I can also say, well, I'm 33 years old. I live in New York city. Healthcare is expensive. I have to pay rent. Um, and this is my, uh, this is my job. So this is what I need. And if I can't find that with someone who's willing to pay me that need, someone else will. Um, like if they really want to get nitty gritty of like, why are you so expensive? Cause I get that sometimes like, Oh, why are you so expensive? I'm like, well, 32 years old, I live in New York city and, uh, I'm using my own gear too. So like, uh, I have to make a profit. Yeah. I mean, we, we were asked to like, there was an overage on a project and we were asked to itemize why it was so expensive for the overage. And it's like, because it's, it's our rate. Like, what do you think? It's built in. This is what we have to do to make money. This is how much it costs. Like we have a studio, we have six fucking Mac pros. Like we, have fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment in here. Like yeah, it, I mean, it costs money. Yeah, we got we got stuff to uh, to to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I um, mean, we got stuff to uh, upkeep and maintain. And like, yeah, like we've been, you know, fucking doing this for ten years, dude. Um, I, I saw this TikTok the other day that really applies to that. It was this guy, and basically, it was just this is his idea on what to do when someone says your price is too high. Why do you charge so much? He said, like, you just have to. His thought was respond to them and just all you have to say is hmm it seems like you can go get the same product for much less money yeah and that's all you have to say and then you let them be like yeah i guess you're right and then they'll go and then they have to deal with them anymore but you can tell them hey uh it seems like you can go get the same quality of edit for a lot less money and then they'll be like well no because you and then they'll explain to you why they want you yeah you're like Okay, well, that's why it costs more. Yeah, like, I, there's nothing else I could tell you. Like, it's that's it. That's how, yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. Or, or, or yeah, they'll say that's the lamest thing to do is when someone has to, when you have to justify your cost to someone, it's almost like, dude, 
Depending cool, on cool, how I'm feeling, like, I'll do it because then they're annoying me. I'm, that's my way of telling them to fuck off. But like, yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah, this guy, like I've seen it. I've seen it recently. This is fucking nuts. I see uh quote unquote videographers and they charge by the, the, the quality of the, what they're filming. So like 1080p costs this much, 4k costs this much, 6k so costs weird. this much. Right. That is kind of weird. It's fucking weird. That because I can't, I can't tell me. if it's good or bad. It's it's fucking terrible but or and then they don't even charge by like the hour or rate or whatever they just charge by the project flat that so sounds like, like a bad thing for so the they're industry. like oh yeah. one one music video uh two location to 400 bucks okay and well then, that's yeah that's like really and if bad. you want 4k then it's 500 bucks if you want 6k it's 600 bucks it sounds like they're just bad at business but i was gonna say i mean i could i I could see it actually kind of working, though. Like if you say, I mean, those numbers are obviously way too low. But if you say like, hey, um, it's going to be this project is uh, $10,000 if you want it at 1080, but it's $12,000 if you want it at 4K. I mean, that works. I don't see why that doesn't work. I think you could justify it saying that, you know, well, 4K takes up way more room. It takes way more processing. I was going to say the only proxies like the only thing that is different is the prices. If the price, if the baseline price is high. I could see upcharging for higher res footage. Why not? It's just that, you know, they got this expensive as red and they just want to like the people don't even know like if they're charging that is because people are too stupid to know what the fuck 6k is but yeah. my point being like they'll come to me like oh well, this person charges for this this and this i'm like all right well go go know? to them right it's like go to that person then yeah it's like if you if you like what they do go to yeah. them why'd go, you come to yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. go for them oh well uh you know i really like your work i'm like all right well you know my work comes at a price so yeah. if you're willing to meet that price hit me up and if you don't well i always say it's like if you go money. to a rest- if you go to a restaurant and they're like you're like Oh, why is that hamburger sixteen bucks? I can go to McDonald's get a hamburger for a dollar. Like, okay, go to McDonald's. There's one down the street, bro. Shit. Like, yeah, there's one down the street. Go. Um, all right, Vince, thank you for coming on. I think that about wraps this segment up. We Hell went yeah. pretty fucking long on this one, to be honest. Yeah. Good thing our first segment was so short. Very short. A little tiny little first segment. Mm-hmm. Now that one was a peach, by the way. One of the best <laughs> best Cicero segments that's peach. ever existed. Peach. Um, Vince, you got anything you want to plug? I know you got a new reel coming. Uh, I got a new reel coming out. Um, VincentAlvarado.com. It should be out by the end of Q1. Um, at Air Vince One, I'm almost at 11,000 followers. How at you, boy? Damn. Wow, Didn't that's you? actually impressive. I last didn't know you time, had that many. Last time he came on, he had just gotten to 10, I think. How, 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 how did you get your followers? Bots, just like, maybe bots. People, yeah, I, I go on the dark web and I buy bots. <laughs> I don't think I even follow you. Oh, oh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, I definitely oh, follow damn. you. Put me at 11,000. I don't know. Just, uh, followers are arbitrary. I don't give a fuck about followers. It's just all about referrals to me. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's the only thing I want to plug in to my website. Air one everywhere um, right on twitter on one Instagram. everywhere and if you got a job holla at us yeah yeah get vince to shoot it and we'll do the editing 10.9 10.9k 10.9 he's not at 11 yet if the scissor scissor gonna give you a follow we'll get you to 11 um chris let's go one last time for the people before we uh wrap up episode 69 Three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. That's the cold line. That's the cold line. Brr. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Sizzle Real Gang. That's we right. do not. We do not have ten point nine thousand followers. We don't. We might have they ten can. or nine <laughs> followers. <laughs> um, shit. Where else are we? Sizzle Real Gang at Gmail We got our. Send us an email. We got our second email. We're gonna play it next week. Oh hell yeah. yeah um, um, we're no longer on Patreon. 
That's it. I mean, you can still subscribe. There's still February, yeah. but it, the Patreon is being shuttered, as we learned last Dang. week. Yeah, yep. Patreon is being yep. shuttered. And uh, we're we're kind of closing in on a date for our next uh, networking, networking event. event. If you're in New York and you're in the video or audio industry in any capacity, um, please send an email to scissorrealgang at gmail.com. We'll get you on the list. Just, Open bar. Just go ahead and block off all of March because it's probably sometime in March. Yeah, it's uh, maybe. The Ides of March. Oh, man. At two, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is going to stab me with a drink or something. Nice. Um. Yeah, I guess that's it, right? I think that's all. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Vince, for coming through. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Productions Podcast.